Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, I have another guest uh, in between. I feel like I've had more in between the guest episodes than actual guest episodes. So now we've got a guest in between the in between episodes. <laughs> we've got Matt LaMarche. How's it going? I'm doing really well, man. I appreciate you having me on. And and uh, even though I've removed myself from the green industry, I still feel uh, connected, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I love it. I love what you do and always a big fan. So I appreciate you. Well, thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. And I think it's because I don't remember how many years it was, but it seems like a lot of things went on in those years. You know what I mean? Like whether it was three years or five years or one year, it's like a lot transpired in that time. That was like the peak of our community here. And uh, it was just growing like crazy. And people were coming on YouTube and starting businesses and growing their businesses to the next level or pivoting, as you like to say a lot back then and changing things. I mean, so I just wanted to kind of dive into that, start there a little bit. But uh, but I, I have been looking forward to talking to you for a while because I still, I'm sure like a lot of folks still follow you on social media that used to follow you because of landscaping and, and lawn care and all that and still just following along with your journey. That's what happens, right? So, cool. yeah. So, um, and, and I know there's probably friends of friends and that kind of stuff that people have stumbled upon you through other folks in the in in the industry too or people i know some folks didn't they reach out to you because of real estate they were thinking about getting into real estate and they kind of used you as a a a reference point to like hey man you went from landscaping to real estate like what what are some suggestions you have i feel like that was a thing too yeah no absolutely i mean there were probably five to ten conversations that i had with other people you know in the green industry um not just when i made the switch but even in the last six months actually yeah um, yeah. And, and, you know, what's great about social media, too. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, you know, have have their own feelings and rightfully so. Right. With with how social media goes. And, you know, I think it depends on why you're there, why you're spending time there. But for me, it's always been about relationships. And now that's that's my tagline. You know, in real estate is we are relationship driven, like every business out there. I don't care how big or how small or how new or how veteran you are. <laughs> Um, if you can establish a relationship driven business or something, something based on relationships, that's like all you really need to have. Now, of course, we can go talk about SEO and Google my business and, you know, marketing and social media and all that other stuff is wonderful. And I love to talk about that stuff. But ultimately, when we understand that back at the core of our business, it's relationships, it's people, um, you know, man, we can really, really build some unbelievable businesses just on the back of that. So yeah, I'm super excited for this. But yeah, the relationships we've we've discovered and and created and fostered over the last couple of years, even since I've gotten out of the industry, you know, people get busy, people um, grow their businesses, they grow their families, they grow their uh, their impact and their influence. And I mean, I'm still super proud to call you and and many others still friends. And you know, some drop off, and that's just the way it goes. Um, but uh, I love to be connected still to this world and. And I'm going to give you guys a lot of kudos, like being in real estate now for almost four years, like the green industry is significantly further along in its adoption of social media. Wow. Using video. Like I I think real estate agents, realtors in general are just now starting to understand the impact that it can have on our businesses. And I'm like, these guys over here cutting grass know all about it, man. So like (laughs) we need to, we need to pick up the pace here. So yeah. Wow. So you probably like, you were in prime position then just kind of bring all of that right over into real estate. It's so funny. Yeah. I met with a brand new agent. He just got his license like last week. 
And he's like, man, I'm terrified of video. And so I pull out my phone and I'm like, keep talking, keep talking. I'm on my YouTube channel, I'm like going back, going way, way oh, back. Oh right? man. <laughs> 400 videos deep. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, just keep talking. You're, you're nervous about video. What, why, what's going on? Like, what's the mental block for you? You're in your way, get out of your way type thing. I go all the way back to the old Snapchat days. Oh man. And you know, I used to save those videos, those stories every day. And then I posted a ton of them. I don't think it was even all of them to, to YouTube. And I told him because he he complimented me and I and I appreciate it. I, my grandfather used to say, you know, in order to be a good giver, you've got to be a good receiver. I received his compliment. He said, you're so natural. You're so good. You're this, that and the other. And I was like, look, I appreciate it. I genuinely do. But let me show you where we started. Play <laughs> that first video. And dude, it's like it's cringeworthy to watch now. You know, those first couple of videos. But, you know, we all start somewhere and that's five, six, seven years ago. So, right. Um, anyway, the long and short of that, though, is, yeah, it definitely primed me for the position that I'm now in, the business that I'm now doing. Um, now the comfort level is so crazy that, like, people meet me and they're like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, I feel like I know you, too, because you watch the stuff. I know why you watch the stuff. And there's right. something that translates there. It's really just a beautiful thing, honestly. <laughs> Nice. So now that we've set all that up, let's let's turn into a, some of our latest trending favorite Netflix and Hulu sh shows, and let's go back. Yeah. Right? We just got everyone up to speed to like, wait, what's going on? Who is this guy? What are we talking about? Let's go back now. Let's let's uh, where where we first met, and maybe even before all that, like you had a landscaping business. You had two businesses at one point, which I was thinking about that recently because I'm like, man, I get so many inquiries in the every spring for aeration and i'm like no we only do fall aeration but we can do it you know we can do whatever here because we're in a transition zone here in central virginia so i just we it, we're just not set up for that our, our our lawn care business is not doing aerations in spring but i was like man maybe i could have like a separate like crew or something that just focused on aerations i mean we have a one company called aerations plus and it seems like they do more of the plus than the aerations <laughs> to catch my trip <laughs> so i mean uh, you know i would like to so maybe i would just have like a separate crew to do aerations like a like a landscape enhancement you know or just an enhancement crew in general and they do all aerations in the spring do all the mulching and the pruning throughout the summer and then in the fall they go right back into aerations again and they can have a good body of work for a good chunk of the year so I, I was thinking about you about that so let's we're getting everybody we're all over the place here getting everybody all interested so let's let's go back from the beginning man let's yeah, man. <laughs> well so you know coming out of corporate america 2015 i've had enough other people were dictating this is what matt lamarche's work life looks like and i was like oh, so over it man and in a commission role where a good portion of my income was commission. Um, I had a base salary, but more of my income was commission. And to have that slashed was like, don't mess with my money, man. <laughs> right. Don't mess with my money. Yeah, that's so rough. That that was like the beginning of the end, if you will. So um, I had lost two grandfathers, super entrepreneurial in the prior years. And uh, I'd had enough. I'd had enough of corporate America. I had enough of other people dictating what my schedule looked like, what my money looked like, what the outcomes were going to be. I didn't want it anymore. And so in that spring of 2015, I was like, we got to change something here. We got to move. We got to we got to start controlling our, our own destiny here. So that fall, um, you know, for for a year, basically, I was just learning. 
I was on YouTube. I was watching your stuff. I was watching Keith. I was watching, you know, Blake. I was watching Mr. Ohm. And I was watching all these people create businesses around the green industry, right? And a lot of different versions of it, right? No one did anything the same. And that's, you know, if we could just, if you only take one thing away from this, Matt did what was right for Matt. Naylor does what's right for Naylor. You have to find out who you are. And self-awareness is a big part of being an entrepreneur. What are you good at? Go double and triple and quadruple down on that. Whatever you're not good at, leave it for someone else. Um, and so in 2015, the fall of 2015, I launched LaMarche Landscaping in, in September, which for those of you that live in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, uh, September is not exactly peak season for a landscaping <laughs> business. But in my mind, I was like, if I can make this happen now, I'm going to give give myself six months. By the time six months rolls around, it's going to be February, March of 2016. We're going to have a full-fledged business here. I'm going to leave this thing, and I'm going to focus on building my business. And sure enough, January 2016 hit. We had 10 customers. They were paying about $1,500 a month total. That was the revenue. The <laughs> Man. And I remember telling my wife, I'm like, 90 days? 120 days, like just give me this little bit of time to go from here to there and I'm going to leave this thing. So 10 clients become 20 in February, <laughs> 20 become 40 in March. And by the end of March, I'm like, we got to, we got to change something. This, uh, this is unsustainable nights, weekends, any available hour I had, I was out pushing a lawnmower around, <laughs> um, carrying it out of the back of a 2007 Tahoe, no trailer, like super gritty super gritty and um i told myself i was like this is how it's going to start this is not how it's going to end though so built up to 40 clients made the leap um got the boat as close as i could to the dock to make the jump from one to the other we had cash coming in and with 40 customers we ended up doing about a hundred thousand dollars in that first year nice from basically 10 clients fifteen hundred dollars to a hundred thousand is a huge jump but man, we just did anything and everything to stack cash as high as we possibly could. And yeah. so, do you lay pine straw? Yes. Do you lay money? 100%. <laughs> Will you pick up this thing and put in that thing? Oh, yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> so just money, money and oxygen, right? When you're a small business, that's all it is. And so that was our focus for year one. I would drive all over creation. I would do every little job I can pick up. And we did it. And um, I remember... Year two, it was like, all right, we've done this. We, we've been successful with this, but now we need to take it to the next level, not just financially. But for me, I wanted to shrink my uh, geographic farm, if you will, the coverage that I had. And I also wanted to get really, really good at three or four things. So instead of doing 20, I wanted to do three or four things really, really well. And I wanted to build our reputation on that. So December uh, 2016 rolls around. We're cranking. We're getting ready to go into a new year. We've got a great base of business. We've got probably about 100 clients that we've done business for, not just reoccurring maintenance, but that pine straw, that mulch, that dig up this thing and put in that. Mm -hmm. And um, in January, I said, okay, we're going to mow grass. We're going to blow leaves. And we are going to maintain properties. But we're also, just like you were mentioning earlier, as far as aeration and the turf you know, uh, treatment goes, we're going to partner up with this company over here and they're going to be our preferred vendor for this, squirt and fur, right? And yeah. so I went, I had a meeting with them. They said, we love what you're doing. We'll give all of your your clients a 20% break, in fact. I said, that's, 
That's wonderful. Nice. So now we're controlling more of the outcome, right? The green, the greener grass, the, the more healthy turf is what ultimately came. And of course, our clients loved it, but they were also paying 20% less across the board. And so in January, we got laser focused on those three things. And then I took my eight and 10 mile radius down to like four and five miles. So now instead of spending 20 minutes in the truck one way or the other, it was like 10, 15 max, like any direction, right? Um, and what that allowed us to do was get more work done in a shorter amount of time. We just build up efficiency, right? Route density. Route density, man, all day <laughs> long. If, you know, you guys, whatever whatever you focus on expands. And for me, that really was route density. Like, I'm already here doing these two lawns. Let me just go knock on these doors while the guys are finishing blowing up these leaves or trimming these, the bushes or whatever they're doing. I'm just going to knock on three or four of these doors and see what happens. And sure enough. Knock on the door. Yeah, I know you guys are here every single week at one o'clock on the dot. I, I'm well aware of what you guys do. I was like, so great. Who are you using now? Well, we're not. We fired him. Great. Here's my card. Pick up a new business. Pick up a new piece of business. And man, I'll tell you, like in in the four, four and a half years that I owned that business, we spent $500 on marketing. Everything else was word of mouth. Everything else was social media. Everything else was organic. And it was just by our clients being out there. So the other thing that we really set in January was we're going to get more business from the business that we already got. And so right. for me, that looked like I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to get me some gift cards, like 10 or 15 of them. And I'm going to text, call, and email every single one of my clients. And I'm going to say, look, if you refer us out, if you get us a piece of business, if you recommend us on Google or on Facebook or on nextdoor.com, I've got a little thing, a little surprise for you. I didn't even tell them what it was. $20 gift card. And the the review started coming in. <laughs> now I'm driving on the weekends delivering gift cards. To <laughs> but what happened as a result of that, again, after four years, was 27 reviews on nextdoor.com. When I started my business, Nextdoor was brand new. Yeah. I even barely heard of it. I just saw the opportunity. I was like, we got to get more reviews on here. We had 27 reviews. The next two closest businesses to us had 12 reviews and 10 reviews and 60 years of experience between the two of them in this industry. Wow. They just weren't doing it right. They didn't know there was a focus. Yeah. I'm here, 27. I've been in business for two, three, four years, right? And then they looked down at the next one. They're like, oh, 12 reviews? Okay. 10 reviews? Okay. I had more than the next two guys combined. And that was laser focus, man. I was like, we need, we have good business. We're making money. We're doing well, but we can take it to the next level. So let's get our current clients to recommend us to their neighbors and their friends and the people in their network. Right. And this was probably one of the harder things to come out of that was the phone calls of, Hey, so-and-so referred me over to you guys, said, you guys do a great job. Love the, you know, the product that you provide and the service that you offer. Um, I'm over here. Can you come over here? That's outside our service area. Mm-hmm. I have a great recommendation for you though. Right. And I would just send them along. That was tough. Yeah. I was like, man, that's 250 a month. That's 6,000 a year. You know, you just start running the numbers and as a business owner, that's what you should do. Yeah. There's also this thing called opportunity cost where you've got to measure when I drive this much further out and I'm only making this much more money. There is a point at which this, your time is significantly more expensive than the extra 20, 50, 100, $1,000 a year, right? Right. So we just got laser focused on that. Year two was amazing. 
It was challenging. There were a lot of no's. There were even more yeses, though, that came as a result of that recommendation and referral platform that we built out. And then we started to actually get business from the uh, the preferred partner that we had. They started recommending us as well. Yeah, well, I, I, to, to that point, uh, I've recently said over the last couple of years, had some examples of how I've dabbled in a new neighborhood and it just wasn't really didn't work out the way that I was hoping it would. So I I just had to like cancel that neighborhood because like I didn't get any more business in that neighborhood and I was driving. You'd figure I I would say like, say it was a $50 lawn, which it probably was around that time, small lawn, but like it was an hour total of my time to drive out there, mow it and then come back in that hour, in that same hour in a neighborhood that I'm already dominant in that have 20 something customers already in I could get four more yards potentially in that hour at $50. That's $200 now that, that I'm, that so I'm losing $150 by just doing that one $50 yard. So I try to use that as a, as a real example, you know, so that people can hopefully understand like, you know, like, yeah, like that extra time it adds up because if you, if you say no to those and you're leaving a uh, space open to say yes to the right ones in the same neighborhood, you're like, that's what, that's what you want. You're like, oh, my schedule's not hundred percent full yet. It's like, okay, well, but it's going to get full with all the wrong stuff. If you're not focused on the right stuff, you know, and it's, it's hard. That's always been the hardest thing for me, for you, for, I think everybody is saying no, right. <laughs> but when you say, when you say no, then you're going to get more yeses of what you, what you want and not just a hodgepodge of stuff just to fill your schedule. That's so true. Well, and when you say no, you're saying yes to something else, right? Right. Yes, you're saying no to something else. I mean, you and I were kind of talking before we got started here. Very, very few people go throughout their professional career, whether they're an entrepreneur or a W-2 employee for the biggest company in, in the world. Every single day that passes, you get less and less time. Why? Because you build your career, you establish career, you you go through personal development, you build a family, you build a house, you build a business. There's more consuming our time every day that passes, even into retirement. Like for those of us that are hyperactive in building business and being entrepreneurs and small business owners, there's very, very small risk of us not just sitting around and playing golf, fishing and whatever else in retirement. Like we're busy bodies. Right. You know, the action, you know. <laughs> right. so, um, so I found that like every I, I rarely talk to someone that's been busy in the past that isn't more busy in the future, right? right. That's right. a pretty common theme we can pretty much establish. Yeah. But you're right. There's always going to be, um, you know, things that we have to adjust along the way. And, and you know, that first year was amazing because we made so much improvement. We made so much money. We made so much time. And and really what it, what it allowed me to do was go, all right, where do we need to focus? Like, where did that money come from? When I'm out cutting grass, man, it was the lion. We were we were cooking, and that seemed to be our zone. It was like this seems like a no brainer. Not to mention it's reoccurring revenue. Now, it's not the same as a ten thousand dollars saw job, but man, the planning, logistics, I started adding up hours, and then year two, it's like adjust. Let's pretend we just started this business today, without <laughs> <laughs> knowing what we know. What do we do differently? You know, and that's yeah. Why year two looks so much different ended up doing about twice the revenue that year. Nice. By nice. Focus, by focus and only focus. Yeah. So what what made you transition out of that into uh real estate then? A combination of things. It's never as simple as like it was this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> not not a, when you're not when you're doing so good like that, right? Like man. <laughs> well, you know, and this is going to sound even saying this like every time I tell someone this story 
even I question myself. Matt didn't make the right decision, right? Because when before I started my business, I had this grand vision of 10 trucks and 10 trailers and 20, 30 guys out there just running, right? We were going to dominate uh, Sandy Springs, North Atlanta here where I live. And I was going to shut down my competition, not because I don't love them and not because I don't want to compete, but because I wanted to dominate. I wanted to have like, I wanted to have this massive business, right? Because otherwise, what's the point? When you get in as an entrepreneur, you're like, we're going big or we're going home, right? Right. And I had this grand vision of what we were going to build. Well, about three and a half, four years in, I'm I'm getting to a point where there's like six months left in my business that I didn't know was left in my business yet. Mm. We got to the four-year mark, and I had one phone call that was going to drastically change my business and my life, my professional life. And I was really good about networking, like really, really good about networking, not just with other industry professionals, but with people in my community. When I went to a restaurant, when I went to the grocery store, there were people that saw the green shirts and they saw the logo and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen your one of your trucks over there. Or <laughs> right. I've seen one of your trucks over there. I'm like, it's the same, right. truck, same truck, same trailer. There's one of both. That, that's <laughs> a route. Yeah, that's a route density does, man. Hey friends, Mr. Producer here, and I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now. And I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Even friends, though, even friends were like, I saw one of your trucks over off this road. And I'm like, it's the truck. Yes, I the <laughs> truck. But uh, one phone call would have totally changed the trajectory of my business. And so I networked with this guy that was a homeowners association president. And he called me up one day. He goes, Matt, you know, we're both car guys. So he had a Corvette. I was into the Porsches, right? And we're talking about cars. And he's like, well, listen, the reason I called you is because uh, our contracts are about to come up for our HOA uh, lawn maintenance and gardens and the whole nine yards, like 20 acres of uh, townhome development here in Sandy Springs, literally right across the street from where I live. And you want to talk about rod density, like Mm, real, real money, like that year, we were doing about $350,000 in revenue. This is the last year in 2018. And he called me and he said, there's about probably about $475,000 worth of revenue contract. Wow. Do, do you want it? <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a half a million dollars in revenue. I mean, that's going to more than double almost triple the size of my business. Yeah. Well, I want tell me more. What, what like overnight. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's going on here? And he said, well, if this goes really, really well, cause we're going to try you out for a period. And if this goes really, really well, we have another $250,000 budgeted property for you. Instantaneously $750,000 in business. I say instantaneous over the course of 90 days. Right. 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 But I mean, we're taking me from, 
250, 300, 350 to over a million dollars, literally overnight. Right. Wow. And I'll never forget. Thank God it happened the way that it did. <laughs> I, was, I was in the process of hiring a new crew. We were going to expand. We were going to take it to the next level. Right. And one of these guys that was temporary with me for all of four hours, <laughs> a blower, a $500 steel backpack blower, and a little can of mix on one of my client's lawns just walked off the job. And this is in October of 2018. Yeah, 2018. Walks off. The customer calls me and goes, hey, there's a blower out here, but I don't gas can. I don't see your guys. What's going on? It's like, what? What are you talking about? Dude walked off the job after four hours work. And I'll never forget coming home, telling my wife about these great opportunities that were ahead of us, that the business was about to explode onto a whole different level and feeling this little pit in my stomach of that means I got to go get another truck and another trailer and more employees and more risk. And this part of me was just like, this is not this is not it. This is not the direction. This is not what everything I hoped and thought and dreamed this thing was going to look like, right? This isn't it. Mm. And you, the back and forth starts. You're like, yeah, yeah. But if we make it work this way, we can try these things. And we haven't tried that before. So let's try. But then over here, it's like, this is a million dollars riding on this. Like, what are you talking about? This is a massive risk. And you just had a guy walk off the job. You can't even hire people. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, these the self, you know, the self doubt, uh, self doubt built in the self confidence of I'm good here, but am I good here? I mean, dude, there were so many sleepless nights in that like two week period. Long story short, two weeks goes by, and I call the guy back. I'm like, I can't do it. My my name's on the on the side of that truck. It's on the side of that trailer. I don't want my reputation on this. Yeah, and I'm only telling you this because I've got to be honest with you. I've got to be real. I've got to be transparent to the fact that I don't think I can do this. And I think it would be a massive failure for me and for you. Because three yeah. months from now, you're going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. You're going to be looking for a new service provider. And my business is probably going to implode on itself if I do this. I appreciate the opportunity and hung up. And I just got goosebumps telling you that. Because to me, that was like, this is, Matt, this is everything you ever wanted with this business this is every opportunity that you've been brought is now in this one thing and all you got to do is say yes <laughs> yeah and but I did no <laughs> yeah talk about saying no right jeez i mean and but did so, you did you feel like you had that little bit of, did that pit go away or did you feel any a little bit of sense of relief somewhere or, or were you still conflicted after two weeks man i felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders because this guy was a great friend of mine. Like he, he's someone that knew me really, really well. And it's why he called me first. Right. And for me to call him back and I, and I flat out told him, I was like, this is going to disappoint you. And it might end up disappointing me in the future, but I know who I am right now. And I know what I can grow to be. I'm not there. I can't do it. I don't feel yeah. And I'm sorry to disappoint you. He said, Matt, the only disappointment would have been three months from now. If yeah. You've been able to handle the work and, you know, the labor and everything else. So, and that's exactly what I've gotten that same feedback from 
in the past when I've had similar conversations with commercial properties and I'm all gung ho and excited, like, oh my gosh, we're not doing that. And I actually think about it. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, man. Like we can't even find and keep good employees right now, like for like what we have. And and this is this was just like you said, would the wheels start falling off all over the place. I would just I just was honest with them and they're like, well, I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. You know, because they would rather not go through this helter skelter situation and have to be a part of that train falling apart, you know, they, they want their property to, to be maintained by someone consistent, you know? So, yeah. So true. Yeah. True. So, so then, so then somehow real estate popped up or you started, you were thinking of like, you've always thought about real estate or how'd that become a thing? Yeah. So my wife actually was an agent when we first got married. So ah. we've been married about 15 years. And when we first got married, she was on commission only. And I was the one with the stable, quote unquote, job. (laughs) And so, you know, 2007, we got married. Uh, For those of you that were around real estate or knew anything about the economy in 07, 08, Mm. 2010, things were bleak. Yeah. She had an opportunity to get out of real estate and took it. And thank goodness she did. I actually, we became investors in 2007. And it was right as things were starting to turn. But we bought our first home. So when I say we're investors... We bought our first home in 2006, basically, and we got married in 2007. That's when we both became investors. But on the flip side of that, the metaphorical side is we both got into this mindset of we're going to be real estate investors. We're going to take this home. We are going to pay it off. This will be our first rental property that will start to actually produce income to pay us for years and years to come, right? Because a house can be two things. It can be an asset or it can be a liability. As an asset, it pays you. As a liability, you're paying for it. Now, real estate's a phenomenal investment. Don't get me wrong. As as a real estate agent, I can tell you, real estate's a phenomenal, generally speaking, investment, whether it's from the investment perspective or your primary home. Typically, it goes up in value, historically at least. The interest rates, even though they're higher now, uh, have been ridiculously low. I mean, if you look back a year ago, they were in the twos. Go look, go Google historical interest rates on homes for the last 30 years. You're going to see that 2% January of last year, and then you're going to see twos, threes, fours, fives, six, sevens, and eights for the rest of that 30 years. Wow. Um, So yeah, we decided, we got into the mentality of we're going to be real estate investors and not the flash in the pan, um, get rich quick. We're going to do this slowly. We're going to do it very methodically. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey and have been ever since he got me out of debt. (laughs) (laughs) several years ago and I started saving for emergencies and preparing for my businesses and I mean just everything right I was I mean you know when you're on a mower for eight hours you got some good seat time and listen there to to really do tons of self-development and improvement so uh, that was when the mindset shift came it was like 2007 2008 the market tanks I was like we're in real estate mode like we can't afford to go out and, and buy a ton of real estate but I'm going to learn. I'm going to watch. I'm going to see what's happening. And so 2018 rolls around. I'm about to position the business, the lawn care business for sale. I go and get my real estate license and study in November, get the license in December, join a brokerage in, in January of 2019. And then I make my first sale in March of 2019. And that's when I was like, you've proven it. You can do it. You, nice. you can actually make this part of this business happen. And uh, then about a week later, we closed on the business sale and I sold the business, uh, the lawn care and landscaping business. Um, nice. Again, get that thing as close to the dock as you can, make the jump, 
and then let this thing go and then <laughs> focus on this. You can't ride two horses. You can't serve two masters. Yeah. Um, for 90 days, I tried and it was a miserable disaster. I could not focus on either one 100% and both ended up, you know, doing their own thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But real estate's always been something that I've been interested in. Um, I love the idea of, um, you know, being able to create wealth as a result of real estate. I love houses in general. As a kid, I kind of joke, my mom kind of got me into it because we would drive around the really nice neighborhoods around our area. She'd see a bunch of balloons on an open house sign and go, we're going to an open house on a Thursday afternoon. And I was like, this sounds, and then we get in the house and I was like, oh, this is a nice house. <laughs> around and you start noticing things. And so, um, so it was always kind of an interest to me. Um, I love helping people, obviously. Uh, to me, watching the excitement around a first-time home buyer or the person that's buying their first investment property, like that excitement is exciting. It's fun to be a part of that. Um, yeah. But people believe in real estate. People think that it's a good, safe investment, and it is, historically speaking. So, um, you know, the helping people, I always had an interest in it. I have a lot of friends that are architects and designers, and, you know, it's it's always been a fascinating uh, field to me. And so looking at getting my license was like, well, I mean, I think I can do this. I've got a pretty solid network. I think your network is your net worth and how you, you know, relationships will get you into rooms that money never could. And and I think that especially in, in the green industry, like that's a prime example. Like think about the people that you look up to in this industry and the access and the proximity that you have to them. You have 14 year olds out there that are going to build 20 and 50 and $100,000 businesses next year in 2023. Wow. Let that marinate for a second. 14, yeah. 20,000, 50,000. There are people in their 20s that don't know how to do that. There are people in their 40s that don't know how to do that. So I think this industry is really cool because it gives the people that are really willing to put in the work, put in the effort, unbelievable upside. And your greatest wealth building tool, first and foremost, is your income. So, you know, being able to turn that into investments and real estate and whatever your dream and desire is, um, you've got an unbelievable opportunity in this business. Um, you just have to be super smart and you have to surround your, yourself with people that are smarter than you. That's, that's one thing I've been really good about. I'm not the brightest bulb in the chandelier, <laughs> but I got around some really great people um, that had been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the hat. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there's unbelievable opportunity in real estate. That's why I got into it. Um, it is hard work, just like being in the green industry. It's more than the normal eight to five, you know, especially if it's your business. You're working on the weekends, you're working at night, you're giving quotes, you're posting social media content, you're trying to get the next job, the next gig, the next maintenance account, whatever you do. Um, you're also probably at the end of this year looking into next year and going, how do I plan my business? How do I plan for the changes that we make? How do we plan to go up on our prices? How do we make those calls? How do we communicate to our current clients and potential clients? And all of these questions are valid. They're things you should be thinking about as a business owner. But um, I think you've got an opportunity to really look into next year and go, you got 60 days. You can make a lot happen in 60 days in this business. Yeah, that's a great transition, though, talking about it's hard work and a lot of time and everything else, right? Because uh, that was the other part that I wanted to transition into is talking about, you know, uh, time management and quality of life and the whole balance of all that. And I know 
back in 2018 when I was there doing my Get to Know the Pro series on YouTube, which those of you listening, I'll put the link in the episode description so you can just click on there and watch it and actually see, uh, you know, Matt's business in person. And, you know, we the whole uh, setup, you know, his trailer and 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 mowers and all that stuff uh, back then. But we also focused on that episode uh, a lot about this. What we're going to get into hopefully now is talking about time management and and uh, quality of life and just the whole balance of it all. Because and the last thing I'll say is, I don't you've probably seen some of these memes or, you know, social media posts about people leaving there, you know, I, I left my nine to five, 40 hour a week job to work, you know, 80 hours all day, every day, right. To start my own business and work 80 hours or something, you know, it's like, huh, you know, it's, but, 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 you know, there's an argument there that you might've been miserable, whether you worked 40 hours or 30 hours or whatever, doing something that, that you hate. Now, hopefully you're doing something you love, but you're still working like 80 hours. It's like, wait a minute. So where, where does all that, you know, come into play? And, and, I, and what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know that's been a big deal for you over, over the years. Yeah, well, you know, efficiency, productivity, time hacking, like anything and everything I could find and read about this subject I did, right? So the four-hour work week was one of those that, I don't know why, but it hit and get past the title, right? <laughs> it does not mean you're going to work four hours a week and make the same amount of money. That is not the intent of that course. It was great marketing because it got me in, in the door to reading it. But right. Um, but honestly, for me, what it made me do was rethink about my time. And what I mean about rethink is we each get 24 hours, right? Why do some people make $10 an hour their entire life? And why do others progress from that $10 or 15 or 20 or 100, right? And the reason that is, is because they understand that time is the asset. Everyone thinks when you're starting out in business that the more money you get, the more time you'll get. I've got bad news. The more time you get, the less, sorry, the more money you get, the less time you have because you're generally making more money, right? And that's where... Um, in our real in the real estate business, as well as the lawn care and landscaping, every year we went up every single year. January would hit, I'd say, due to gas prices, due to inflation, due to everything, the cost of labor, the cost of equipment, we are going from $125 to $145. I understand if you no longer want to continue your business with us, we appreciate your continued support. Have a wonderful day. It's literally that easy. Do you know why? Because they're getting that email from everyone. Your your Verizon bill goes up. Your AT&T bill goes up. Your gas bill went up. Your water bill went up. Like, that's just life. Price of things goes up. And if you're really good and you demand a high value on your time, you barely have to explain this. Right. And I think in the four years we did this, three of those with price increases, I think we had three people, four people fall off because we were that good. Now, if you're not that good, get that good and then go start charging more. Right. <laughs> your time is fleeting. Again, you all got the same 24 hours. And so for me, um, really understanding that the time versus money argument is not an argument at all. I would, I would rather have time than this much money. But less money is like, well, no, that's not an option. I got to have this much time. I need to get this much money. And if I got to sacrifice a little bit of this time to get this much money, then we'll sacrifice that time. But it's going to be a very short season of that. And that's why I overlapped both of my businesses. I went from corporate America into the into the lawn care and landscaping. There was a six-month overlap. I was working both of these things. And then same thing in the real estate. I was working this business for 90 days, 
sold it right here in the middle and then started in real estate. And that was the best advice I got from some really, really successful people was do not jump in. Do not, you know, the boat's five feet away. You're like, yeah, I can make that. <laughs> it's a foot away. You just do this. And you yeah, <laughs> right. That's exactly what we did. We had money coming in from this business and we let that one go. And then this one, when it had our unadulterated focus, shot through the roof. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. So for me, the productivity really comes down to your time management. What are you doing with your time? What are you consuming in that time? Because, you know, we talked about this earlier. You have the opportunity when you're sitting on a lawnmower for eight hours a day or you're behind the wheel of a truck driving a crew around for eight hours a day. You have these wide open. <laughs> and so podcasts and audiobooks, And I really got like hyper focused on three or four different podcasts. But then I'd mix in a book every once in a while on personal uh, finance and wealth management and time management and how to grow a business and how to do more smart organic marketing. And I mean, just all of this consumption. And even though you're doing one other thing or two other things, you don't realize because the audio is so ephemeral that it gets into you. <laughs> and then you start living this way, right? It changes the way that you manage your time, that you manage your money, that you manage your business. And so we got hyper-focused on that. So when I read the four-hour work week, it was batching. So I take my emails and I'm in it twice a day, even now in real estate, twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Now, caveat here is if I'm expecting an email, if I have a response coming in, I will respond. But not, I mean, I'm selling houses. I'm not curing cancer over here. Right. If they need a 24-hour response, they are guaranteed to get that. Guaranteed. But more right. often than not, it's four hours or less. Yeah. Go knock on all your clients' doors and go, when you call me, how often or how quickly do you expect me to respond? I guarantee most of them are going to say, give it a day or two. Because that's what I expect from my lawn guy and from the guy that I work, the contractor that I work with, those as my plumbing and my electricity and everything. Like, give me a day or two. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Now, where you get into like the irrational, you know, uh, consumers, if you will, <laughs> those people. Right. I didn't work with, it took you an hour to call me back. Yeah. Hey, goodbye. <laughs> I've got other things to do. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that's totally unreasonable. And I don't want to work with those people, you know? So, yeah. but really batching became a big thing. So email twice a day, returning phone calls once a day. Um, generally it was in the morning. So, you know, if we left here and drove 10 minutes up the road, I'd make three or four phone calls and be done, right? I'd return people's phone call and be done. And generally speaking, because of how well we set expectations and communicated when we started anyway, there were limited phone calls. So two or three was rare. I might do two or three a week, you know, on yeah. just blow up and stuff. But batching, put these things together. You're in that mode, knock it out. Email, knock it out. Phone calls, knock it out. Respond to the text, knock it out. Because what happens is if you do it now, and then another one comes in, you get that notification like, oh, oh what is it? What's happening? Okay. Now what's happened? Two, three, four minutes have gone by. And oh, I just got a, I got a Snapchat or an Instagram notification. I got to <laughs> see what that's all about. 
Dude, turn it all off, especially in that prime time dollar making hour. For me, that now is in real estate, like nine to 12. I have appointments in the afternoon. I go see my clients and this is either in my car or it's in my pocket. It never comes out when I am with my client, right? So whatever your dollar productive hours are, focus. Again, focus on what you are supposed to be doing. Make your calls, focus on the calls. Make your texts, focus on the text. Email, same thing. And that just, you'll feel this like huge weight lifted off your shoulders. You'll be able to take a deeper breath down into your gut and go, I got time now. <laughs> Start. <laughs> this feels good. This feels really good. So batching was a huge thing. I mean, that yeah. changed the game. And even with your video creation, right? You know, you can be shooting B-roll content constantly throughout the day. Right. When you've got that video idea and that one piece of content, you got it. It's done. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to run back out and shoot it. Uh, that's just how my brain worked. It was like, where can I overlap? Where can I layer? Where can I stack some of this stuff? And even now I do that with, with my uh, YouTube channels for real estate. Anytime I'm in that part of town, I'm shooting content. Anytime I'm over here looking at a house this, at this price point, I'm shooting content. I may not use it for a month, but I've got it. And I don't have to go do that work again. So product, I'm, I mean, you can tell, I could talk about productivity literally all day long. <laughs> I love it so much. And, you know, honestly, it gives you so much more back. When you get efficient, you, you find that these 40-hour work weeks suddenly become 35 hours. They become 34 hours and you get your life back. So it's amazing. Yeah. Were, were, were you like this before you... Like when you were in corporate America, were you kind of as productive or, or, you know, thinking about it like that? Or was it more when you became an entrepreneur? Um, I definitely had that kind of bent to it. So for those of you that have no idea who I am or like what I what I kind of came from, I started my own business when I was like in my early 20s, uh, right out of like college, basically. And I sold stuff for people on eBay. And I think that's when it started. Like that was my first entrepreneurial. Yeah, trip, if you will. And in that business, it was basically just like commission, um, except it was consignment. So if you had a thousand dollar iPhone and I sold it for you, uh, I would take, uh, you know, 150, 200 bucks, and then you would get the rest. And the more I could list, the more money I made. So the more, right. made, the more money we made. And that's a whole batching process. You take a hundred items, you take pictures of all of them, and then you go write descriptions for all of them. And then you would post all of them. And then you would do the shipping for all of them. Like, that's where that batching mindset kind of came from. But then in between eBay and lawn care, there was 12 years in corporate America where I worked for some Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies that efficiency is everything in those businesses. Like yeah. Paid based on how efficient you are, how much you sell, how, you know, the results that you get, right? And um, for me, I think... Um, probably the greatest example was that, uh, I was working for a company here in Atlanta that, um, I could be done with the bulk of my work by like, I'd go in at eight, nine o'clock and I'd be done by lunchtime. Wow. <laughs> and the rest of it was like literally creating work for myself. You know, what else can I do? How else can I help my customers? How else can I help my clients? Um, how else can I go get new business? You know, um, and that was not part of the job description. The job description literally fit into like four or five hours. And I, I was super clear because I hate to waste time and effort, but I would go to my bosses constantly and be like, what else? What else you got here? Like, there's got to be something else I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've always been that, that way. I've always tried to be super productive and uh, it served me really, really well. 
in in entrepreneur land here. I mean, nice. that's what you get paid for now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you have shared a lot of nuggets with us today. And speaking of time, I know both of our time is precious and I don't want to take too much of your time today. You probably got a lot planned here, but I don't know if you've heard any of my episodes at all, but whenever I have a guest, I have these pod decks. <laughs> Normally when they're in person, they can pick their own card, but you just have to, you just have to trust that I'm randomly picking. You see, you see the white side. You can't read what it is, but you know, I can't read it either. So these are just random generic questions that, that you would ask yourself, but in this case, I'll read and you just answer them just to kind of get some, some more insight into, into who is Matt LaMarche, you know, and how does Whoa. he think? So, so this, so we'll just do a couple quick ones here. Uh, this first one says, what is your most treasured possession? Man. Um, so, you know, I think the, the thing that confuses people about me is that, um, again, I'm a car guy. So a lot yeah. of people think, man, that car, he loves that car that it's all about that car, you know? I worked really, really hard to get that car, <laughs> saved a lot of money to get that car. I worked my tail off for years to get my first one, especially. And um, it's not the car. Um, in fact, I don't really attach to many physical things, which sounds totally counterproductive to a car guy. <laughs> but if, if the world fell apart tomorrow, if I didn't close one more real estate transaction the entire year next year, I'd sell that car so fast it would make people's heads spin. I'm not going to sacrifice my family, their well-being, their health, um, their lifestyle for some silly car. It's just not worth it. Um, yeah. But for me, I think, I honestly think my family, like my family is one of those things that you could literally take everything else away. You could tell, you could take the wealth away. You could take my income away. You could take all of our possessions away. If if I've got my family and we're living on 10% of what we have now, I'm good. I'm good because I know how yeah. to build back up, you know, and I know yeah. what it took to get here. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. And we've been married now for 15 years. You know, when I look really up the last 10 years, like that's where the major strides were made. This first couple of years were tough. And we had to endure a lot of pain, both in the workplace and both personally, like it was a tough time. When you first get married, you think it's all bliss. We'll <laughs> say that first year was amazing because we were spending our first year together. And I was like, this is stressful, man. <laughs> like, we didn't things out. We didn't live together before. It was tough. It's a lot of work, man. Yeah. It's everything else that's worthwhile, you know? So I don't really have a possession um, that, I mean, I, I think what, what really, um, inspires me now to like make content. And, and I even talked about this when I had my long and landscaping business was I, I wish I could hear my grandfather's thoughts and their, their business practices and what they were thinking about in the eighties and in the nineties. And like, not just historically speaking, but like, what were they doing with their families? How are they saving money? How are they going and getting new business? How are they, how are they running their business? Like, I just think that would be so cool. So cool to hear. And that's why I do so much content now, because I don't want my kids or my grandkids to have that. You know, I don't want them to wonder. I want them to know. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got all the tools and resources to do it. So it's 100%. not physical, it's not tangible, but I think that's that legacy is a huge thing. Um, and I've been super blessed in our family um, to be around some amazing people and to be given so much that the least I can do is continue that pattern. Nice. 
Good stuff. All right, one more here. This says, <laughs> if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Probably personal finance. I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it took us a long time to figure out to get our bearings financially. And me and my wife are very different. I'm the spender. She's the saver. I'm the the numbers nerd. And she just was like, look, as long as you're taking care of it, we're good. Right. <laughs> right. always got to say in it. But as long as you like, we're looking right. at retirement yesterday. This is where we are. This is where we're going to be. Are you good? You're good. Okay, good. And then we just move on. But I think um, the freedom that it gives you, and just like being an entrepreneur, because what you said, I mean, it even it's giving me goosebumps even now is if you only make $10 an hour for the rest of your life, 40 hours a week for the next 40 years, but you're happy, who cares? Who cares? Right. You can actually still retire on that, believe it or not. <laughs> but if you make $400,000 a year and you hate what you do and you hate the people that you work with and you hate the, the clients that you serve and you hate getting up every morning and going to work, you'll never be happy. You'll yeah. never ever be happy. And so I think Gary Vee says, I was just going to say that. Yeah. How ahead. you go about it, right? Yeah. Not how much, but how you go about it. And that's all I want people to remember because we are saving and investing to be ridiculously generous in our retirement years. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Nice. Well, thanks, Matt, for taking almost an hour out of your day to uh, oh, chat with us here. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of great, a lot of great knowledge there. It's always great catching up with you. I know we, you know, we'll like each other's posts, chat here and there, but, uh, you know, we haven't been able to have a nice in-depth conversation like this and kind of get caught up to speed and, and get to share it with everybody as well. So thanks again for all those great nuggets. Where, um, where would you, do you want to direct people if they want to follow along, you know, just check you out on social media? What, where, where, where are you at? What are you doing? Yeah, I probably spend the most time on Instagram, honestly, stories, posts, reels there, you know, obviously a lot of it's um, real estate related now. So if you have no interest in that, I try to limit that because most of my clients are like, why do you post about real estate stuff? We know you're a realtor, um, but it's the car stuff. It's business stuff. It's inspirational stuff. It's money stuff. I mean, we cover if I'm going through it in my day, that's generally what I talk about. <laughs> and, and especially at the end of the year here, I think a lot about business planning and futures and financials and and how am I setting up this next 90 days to go into next year, just screaming, um, not just in my business, but in our financial world and our family life. We're planning. It's funny. My business coach got me planning vacations first. She's like, you, you got 52 weeks next year. How many weeks of that is vacation? And I'm like, probably three or four, maybe five, if we get super lucky with timing in school and everything else. Nice. You know, that really changed my mindset around time. And, and, you know, when you got four weeks gone, it's like, well, now we don't have 52. We've got, you know, 48. And then you take Christmas out and then you take New Year's out and then you take Thanksgiving out. And all of a sudden you're down to like 35, 40 weeks. And you're like, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we got less time to do it. And so, um, so yeah, man, I, I think Instagram's the best, probably at Matt period LaMarche, L-A-M-A-R-S-H. Nice. And I'll put that link in the episode description as well to make it quick and easy for everyone to click on that and to get to know the pro episode so they can see some of the backstory there in your lawn and landscaping days. And, uh, you know, just, just go from there. So uh, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast as always. And thank you, Matt, for, uh, for, for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Always good to see you. 
This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.